Welcome to the Garage Movement Podcast. Garage Movement is for those who don't need or want a fancy gym. You want to be fit and still be a good mom, a good dad, a good husband, wife, grandma, grandpa, etc. We value our health and lead by example. We are action takers. We find solutions, not excuses. We focus on the positives and not the negatives. We make health and fitness a priority and we will do whatever it takes to become a better version of ourselves. We can do it at home, on our own time, no matter the circumstances. No excuses. What's going on, everyone? Coach Marty here bringing you another episode of the Garage Movement Podcast. Um, Super excited about this episode. So I'm going to talk about the art of programming. I do a lot of that. And what it means to be fit, because those kind of go hand in hand together. Um, So... I actually looked up a recent stat on Wattify, which is the tracking system I use at my CrossFit gym. And uh, I pulled up the workout section, and it says that we have plugged in over 3,200 workouts since we've had Wattify, which is crazy. 3,200 workouts. We have done um, 97%, maybe even more, 98%, 99% of all the workouts that are in there. A very short period of time, we actually started following um, some other programming, and then we went back to us programming again. But we've kind of had our waves, and uh, we've done a lot of programming over the years. In fact, this doesn't even include things like um, you know personal training or anything we've programmed before Wattify or in addition to Wattify or whatever. Um, so there's just a ton of workouts. And then even before we started the gym... Uh, Ben, if you're listening, uh, if you guys listen to any of the previous Garage Movement podcasts, when we're talking about um, working out at my cousin's, in my cousin's garage where we lived at the time, uh, we used to write in this green notebook, and we filled this notebook up, and I remember he took it and put it onto his computer, and I remember looking at some of these workouts, and it was just like laughable. Like some of them were either really ridiculous, like super long, tons of exercises, uh, or it was like something super simple and just didn't make sense. The whatever. My point is, we've come a long way. I've had a ton of practice, so I can't wait to kind of get into some of that stuff and why we program the way we program. Uh, but first and foremost, you need to understand uh, what it means to be fit. So before we jump into that, I saw this uh, picture with words on it. I don't know what those are called. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. Why I respect fit people. Because fit people with a physique is much more than how good they look. A well-built physique is a status symbol that reflects your hard work. Money cannot buy it, nor can you inherit it. You cannot steal it, nor can you borrow it. You cannot hold on to it without constant work. It shows dedication. It shows discipline. It shows self-respect. It shows dignity. It shows patience, work ethic, and passion. Being fit is far more than just looks. I really like that. Uh, it's so true. I mean, think about it. Think about how much, how much work it takes to to look a certain way. You know, it's not something that happens overnight, and it takes a lot of sacrifices, and it says a lot about the person. So think about that. Um, now, not saying that all uh, people that look fit are fit. There's some bodybuilders out there, for example, that look really fit but are not fit, like they can't do certain things uh, physically, like 
for instance, wash their own backs. Some of them are so big that they can't even, they don't have the flexibility to wash their own backs or they get out of breath walking upstairs, stuff like that. Um, anyways, so what we're going to do is go over what fitness actually is and we're going to go by the definition of CrossFit and some of the CrossFit methodology because that is the best way to describe it. Um, first of all, in the dictionary, which is kind of ridiculous, the definition of, of fitness is to be fit. <laughs> so not the best definition. So CrossFit came up with their own, um, which is increased work capacity across broad time and mold domains. So uh, they also say it's constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. So that's the definition of CrossFit, I've, I think, is constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. But um, basically the way that they define it is in a few different um, phases and angles. Um, so the first thing they talk about is the 10 general physical skills, which I'll read off to you. Uh, we also call it the 10 areas of fitness. Um, so we got cardiovascular and respiratory endurance. We have stamina, strength, flexibility, power, speed, coordination, agility, balance, accuracy. These are all areas of fitness um, or physical skills or both. And it's about being good at all of them. Right, so if there's an area you're you're not um, good at, um, that is a hole in your fitness. Right, so being good at all of these things um, is means you're more fit. Right. Um, the other theory is the, the second theory is the Hopper theory. So we kind of take that ten general physical skills and we put them into a more um, direct fashion. Uh, it could be. You know, run a 5K, uh, swim, you know, 500 meters. It could be, um, you know, lift um, this much weight this many times. It could be run this obstacle course. It could be a bunch of physical tasks, right, that you should be able to be ready for anything. And that's the more ready you are for everything, the less holes in your fitness all around the more fit you are, right? Um, and then the third theory is being good across these three um, metabolic pathways. This is a little scientific, so I'm not going to go very far into this, but there's three f metabolic pathways, the phosphagen system, the uh, glycogen system, and the oxidative system. So basically, this has to do with time frame and intensity. Um, so the uh, phosphagen system is things that are like less than 10 seconds, so very explosive type of movements. Think of like a one rep max lift or uh, jumping as high as you can or um, stuff like that, right? Really short, explosive things. Typically not going to get you very out of breath, um, but require a ton of um, strength and power and speed and things like that that kind of fall in that category. Then there's the middle one, which is so, could last several minutes, okay? Um, and uh, then there's the oxidative system, which is anything longer than that. So that's going to be your marathon runners and things like that. So you kind of think of like, uh, you know, let's just use that runner example, right? Um, if the only thing you do is run, you're going to be really good at running and you're going to be really good in this oxidative system. But when it comes to lifting something that's very heavy, you're probably not going to be good at that if you never practice that. Um, and then, you know, so the idea is like, you want to be good in all areas. You don't want to just be strong, right? Because if you're only strong, then when you go on a run, you're going to be 
crazy out of breath and everything in between right we want to be good in all of these areas okay so finding a common ground between all these things and being very well-rounded is how fit you are right another thing um that's uh, crossfit talks about is this sickness wellness and fitness continuum so it's basically this chart right so picture uh this this chart where on one side is sickness on the other side is fitness and then in the middle is wellness right so um if you took very common um measurements such as like blood pressure body fat bone density triglyceride levels cholesterol uh resting heart rate all these data-driven metrics that you typically would get measured at the doctor right um where do you fall on this scale right even the average person right now is falling closer on the sickness side which is unfortunate versus the fitness side um, so the question is, where are you falling on that? And there's a direct correlation between the way you work out and eat, obviously, that will push you closer to the fitness side. So you take someone's measurement, let's just say it's body fat percentage, someone that's 10% body fat would be considered fit in that category. Uh, someone that's, you know, 18 to 22% body fat is going to sit somewhere in that normal wellness range, right? Like, and then anyone that's up 30 to 40% body fat. Now we're talking about the sickness range. So it's about taking all these different data points and getting them closer to the fitness side or in the fitness side. And that's another way to measure fitness. Again, not going to go too much into that. So this, all this stuff is kind of incorporated right like doing crossfit is going to help all these things because that's the point and that's kind of what we're going to get get into when we talk about the programming side of things which we're going to get into now um so first and foremost there are so many variables to talk about when it comes to programming which we'll, we'll name off quite a few of these um but the important thing is to be very well-rounded, not every day, but every week, every month, every year, being able to incorporate all these different physical activities, time frames, rep schemes, uh, heavy lights, um, uh, different style, you know, so it's, it's about being very general, right? Like we're trying to be good at everything. That's the whole goal. And uh, if you're doing CrossFit for sport or doing another sport, obviously there's going to be some more direct, um, specific type of training you're going to do on top of this type of training that's going to help you uh, with this specific sport that you're in. Um, But everybody needs this general programming. So there's things that I'm going to start going over some of the variables. Um, There's task priority versus time priority. So that's like, um, a task priority would be you're going to do five rounds of X, Y, and Z, and we're going to see how long it takes you to do. Okay. So it's four time, um, or another variation, which would be time priority instead of that, you know, five rounds of X, Y, and Z. Now it's how many rounds can you get in 10 minutes of that same X, Y, and Z, right? That's a, that's the other variation. Um, so two different styles there. Um, now we're talking about, um, how often are you lifting heavy? Uh, like specifically, uh, that's like your main focus for the day, like just strength work, right? Um, how often are you doing workouts that are sprints, like sub five minutes? 
how, how often are you doing five to 10 minute workouts, 11 to 20 minute workouts, or longer workouts like 20 plus minutes, right? Now, what about the, the modality aspect, right? So what CrossFit teaches is live by couplets and triplets. That means two exercises per workout or three exercises per workout. I always see this. A lot of people that write their own workouts, they always come up with these like ridiculous, I need to do 10 exercises. They need to be 50 reps each. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be crazy good workout. Okay, yeah, it's going to be hard. Uh, does that make it a bad workout? No. But what does that look like when you're pro- putting that inside your programming for the week, the month? The, you know what I mean? It sometimes doesn't work because sometimes a workout like that would get you so sore that you can't, <laughs> you're so beat up the next day you might not even work out, right? So living by couplets and triplets. The other thing that's super important is sometimes when you overcomplicate workouts that are a lot of exercises, sometimes you just don't reach the intensity point that you want to reach based off of the workout uh, order or the, uh, sometimes when there's too many variables, you just don't get the same intensity, right? When you do something like a couplet where you're doing, doing two exercises, you get a lot more fatigue directly because you're doing the same movement. And if they're the right movements paired together, they complement each other in a way that makes it work out really, really, really effective. So I love couplets. I think couplets are really the best way. They're usually shorter workouts, somewhere in that, you know, short time frame, three minutes upwards to 10 minutes, and uh, super, super effective. Um, Then there's triplets. That's three exercises. Then there's single modality. That means one exercise. Believe it or not, there should be some of those. A perfect example would be a 5K run, a one-mile run, a 500-meter row sprint, uh, stuff like that, uh, seven minutes of burpees. And then there's your four or more chippers. Uh, that's going to be, you know, a lot of times, like, not all hero workouts, but some hero workouts, um, you know, some fun benchmarks like the Filthy 50, but these are things that you're not going to be doing on a regular basis. It might be once a week tops. You might be seeing something like this. Um, you should not be doing it daily. And then we're looking at volume, which also can kind of uh, play with or, or go hand in hand with the time duration, right? Uh, as well as how heavy weights are and things like that and the movements. So uh, low reps, medium reps, high reps, and there's specific rep schemes here. Um, Less than 75 reps would be considered low, and then uh, over 175 reps would be considered high. So what kind of volume are you getting in on a regular basis? And um, you should have some days that are lower, some days that are medium, and some days that are high. Um, Then there's the different modality and loads, so gymnastics, weightlifting, or uh, monostructural or cardio. Um, So the weightlifting is is the... weight in the workout is it on the heavy side is it a medium or moderate weight or is it lights where you're going quick and fast and unbroken right there's a lot of things that that you know a lot of variables there um and then you get into the actual exercises like okay all these gymnastics exercises i think i have like 30 here um basically gymnastics anything that's body weight only um that's not running (laughs) or swimming those are monostructural um and then there's another 30 to 40 weightlifting movements. You got to think about all the variations you can do between a barbell, kettlebell, dumbbell of the same exact exercise too. 
medicine ball, um, stuff like that. Those are all things um, that are considered weightlift, anything with an external weight to it. Then there is your monostructural. This is any cardio, right? Double unders, running, biking, rowing, swimming, um, stuff like that. Then we get into like the art form, like actually piecing the workouts together. There's so many different rep schemes, whether they're timed or AMRAPs, uh, whether they're intervals with programmed rest or not, uh, whether they're descending reps or ascending reps or rounds for time or EMOMs or uh, different intervals like Tabata or minute on, minute off. Um, there's workouts that have buy-ins. So you do a mile run buy-in and then you do an AMRAP of X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, so there's so many variations there too. You don't want to repeat a lot of those either, right? We want to keep that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> keep that variance as well. Um, and that's part of where the art form comes in too, because it's important when you're actually starting to put reps together that the reps actually make sense for the intent of the workout and the exercise that you are putting in there. For example, if you had a rep scheme of 5, 10, 15, right, and you're doing a 10-minute AMRAP, let's just keep it simple, that exercise for the 5 should not be something like sit-ups, right? It just doesn't make sense because 5 sit-ups is super easy for that specific exercise. You might put something in there more like 5 uh, burpees. Much bigger movement gets your heart rate up way more. Um, that's another example. You might put something like sit-ups closer to like that 15 rep range or more. Um, you know, uh, then you talk about like muscle groups. Is it he is it more leg heavy? Is it more upper body? Is it a combination of both? Then where does that fit with the next day? Because you don't want to do, you know, 150 wall balls one day and then you know front squats the next day, right? You, you shouldn't be doing that. So then you're looking at this broader view. So there's so many different variations and, and ways to piece this together. Speaking of piecing together, it's basically a huge jigsaw puzzle, right? Each piece means something and has a purpose and it fits somewhere. And it's up to you to actually put that together and uh, create this masterpiece, right? So that's why it takes a long time to program. Then there's the outside variables that make it make it even that much more challenging. So when I program for the gym, for example, I have to think about things like equipment issues, space issues, COVID restrictions, right? Like you can't share any equipment. How are we going to do a partner workout if we can't share equipment? Uh, how are we going to do a partner workout and do 10 exercises in a small amount of space that needs a lot of equipment, right? It's, so there's so many different variables that you have to think about. Um, and those are a bunch of external things that makes things way more difficult to program. Um, if everybody had every piece of equipment, um, then and all the space in the world, it would be, it would be way easier. Um, but you know, when I program for garage movement, not only am I programming for someone that has most things, um, but I'm also programming scaling options for every single exercise. So you know exactly what to do if you don't have a piece of equipment. If there's rowing in the workout, what are you going to do if you don't have a rower? If there's biking in a workout, what are you going to do if you don't have a bike? If there's clean barbell clean and jerks, what are you going to do if the only thing you have is dumbbells? Or what if you don't have any equipment at all? Like, what are you going to do for this, you know, this 
particular workout. Everything is kind of programmed in there to make sense and fit the intent of the workout no matter what. So anyways, guys, I, I could talk about programming all day long, and it's a lot harder to talk about programming just via podcast because you can't see what I'm talking about. Um, but maybe we'll revisit this at some point on a video so you guys can kind of see how everything's pieced together and the purpose and the intent behind it. Anyways, guys, I hope you got some value out of this. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, uh, if you guys could leave um, a review and um, rate this podcast if you liked it, that would be super, super helpful for me. Um, this has been super interesting doing these podcasts because I never, ever thought I would do one, especially if you guys know who I am. I'm usually very to myself, um, and I don't put myself out there too much, so... This is a step out of my comfort zone, but I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far, and uh, I plan to continue to do this once a week um, going forward, and I keep having new ideas popping in my head, as well as I'm going to start interviewing some people here and some of the next episodes, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, That'll be exciting and a little change of pace here as well, so hope you guys are enjoying it. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, I will catch you guys in the next one. If you're looking to better yourself and start working out, or maybe you want to switch things up and work out from home, then I want to invite you to try Garage Movement free for 14 days. With Garage Movement, you're going to get an app that delivers you daily workouts, even if you're a beginner. We also have options if you have zero equipment, a full home gym, or anything in between. To get your 14-day free trial, visit garagemovement.com today. Thanks for listening to the Garage Movement Podcast. This is Coach Marty, and I'll catch you in the next one.